This is Megan Chapa of Travel Radio. I am your host, and I'm happy to have my kids and husband here with me today. Kids, say hello. Oriah, go ahead, say hello. Hi. Joe, you want to say hi? Hi. And we just got back from our 12-day British Isles cruise on the beautiful Royal Princess, and we are just going to do a trip report uh, this episode to let you know how that was, how it is for families, and at this time, we're going to talk about children's programming. So um, they do the Discovery at Sea program, which means that they do a lot of nature and learning type activities, and they send the kids home with great uh, ways to remember. And trust me, do not bring stuffed animals on the trip. Your children will be coming home with some. All right, I want you to tell us your favorite memory of just one, favorite memory of the Discovery at Sea program. Go ahead. Um, my favorite part was... Um, my favorite part was having fun and doing new things and getting everything. And well, not getting, getting everything, everything, but getting fun things and bringing them back. What activity was your favorite? Um, my activity, the favorite activity was probably um, playing all of the points and where you win things. Like when we have to try and win a penguin, um... Joey and me both got a penguin, and yeah. Um, how did you win yours? Um, how I won mine was by we did this game where the teacher would do different things. Like she would say hands on head, hands on shoulders, hands on feet, hands on knees, hands on something else. And then she would keep on doing that until people accidentally got it wrong. Like, they kept their hands on something that um, she already called, and um, they would be out, and she did it until there was five people left, and I was one of those five people. And um, the, the last one to had been in the game would get a penguin, and I was the last person, so I won a penguin. And Joey also won a penguin. Because he's a dancing machine. <laughs> well, not because of that. It's because we had... Um, a day in the morning where you would wash your hands and then you would um, make a t-shirt. You would color in a t-shirt and um, and yeah and then you could you had to make up you had to make a line. Girls went first and boys went last and um, we made a line and then you would go two times. You would go into the middle do a little dance and then um would go to the back of the line and then do that one more time and then you would be and done. And your it. brother had the best dance move, correct? I know. You're yes. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's great. Joey, do you want to tell us about your favorite instructor? Who was your favorite teacher at Kids Club? Um, Miss Daniela. Miss Daniela. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joey is just newly three and potty training and was a little afraid of the toilet. And the teachers were especially accommodating and helpful to make sure that he was able to participate, even though he was three, which is the minimum age requirement of the children's programming. Do you have a favorite activity that you want to talk about? Um, my favorite activity was going in the pool. And my and second else we did um at kids club doing head head shoulders knees and toes. That's a good one, buddy. All right, kids. Thank you so much. And um, what about your favorite food on the cruise? My favorite food was probably the cake, onion rings, and I have lots of favorites. But. Joey, what was your favorite? I'll have to choose my favorite favorite. Um, Onion rings, cake, and probably... Ice cream. Yeah. yeah, ice cream and fish sticks. Why did you love the ice cream so much? Because I wanted ice cream. Well, because the, cause it had vanilla and chocolate swirled around. At the same well, time. and because it was Cold. complimentary and you could get it any time you wanted it, right? Yeah. Yum, yum. But as here, we don't have it that much. Yeah. But on the cruise, it would just be there open, and you could just go get it. And then you could finish it, and then go get another one. Oh, oh, did you do that? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. 
Well, no, I did not do that. That's okay. But I'm going to pass it on to Mom. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for participating in a little kid segment. Say goodbye. 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 Hey, fun fact for your listeners at home. One of us isn't wearing any pants. <laughs> I won't do. <laughs> it's Joey. All right, Joe, the kids have spoken, so welcome back. It is your turn to join me. I know you are pumped. Super pumped. Glad to be here <laughs> yet again. <laughs> this is our third time trying to record this episode. There was just so much noise on this princess ship. Um, it was not like the Queen Mary as we've experienced before, where there were little quiet pocket areas for you to be alone. Uh, there was either always music or talking or eating or wind or, or rain or ch- children. So, anywho, here we are, home at last. This was going to be a two-part episode, but we're actually going to do it uh, quick and dirty right now. One episode, one take. One episode, one take. Okay. Okay. Joe, let's do word association on ports. This was a 12-day itinerary. We had nine ports, two sea days, and it was intense. So, let's do this. Okay, and then we'll just do some recaps afterwards. Southampton. It was great. We got on the boat. Next. Nice. St. Petersport, also known as Guernsey. Sorry, let me back up a little bit. Some people got on the boat a day before in Normandy. That's true. So there was, there's one itinerary that would include Southampton as an actual stop, and there is an excursion where you can take buses into London. We just didn't do any of that. We got on the boat. Sorry, say again. Because we live here. Guernsey, go. Yeah, Guernsey was great. It was a beautiful day. Uh, we had to tender in because the ship is so big. We had to get on little boats to get into the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, that worked out great, except on the way back there was a long line. Fortunately, our three-year-old slept during that hour and a half. We stood mm-hmm. in the sun in the queue. Uh, other than that, though, Guernsey was great. We had a lovely time. And it's really just a great little island, kind of like a beach getaway here in the almost North Atlantic. So that was a nice treat for us. Yep. And if you're a World War II buff, some really interesting history as far as furthest north part of the Channel Islands that Hitler occupied and used as an operational center for blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Yeah. it was a a radar site that was actually really important. We'll get to Normandy later, but the radar site would have been able to pick up the D-Day invasion. It would have been able to pick up the ships, so the Allies had to destroy the German radar site on Guernsey before they could send the ships out to Normandy. So it it bookends the whole cruise. Yep. Um, Of note that while we were in that very long line, which I think for some of the older couples was very hard, it was hard for me to see them be in that line. I think they should have escorted them to the front first. But Princess did do a good job of continually passing out waters and chilled towels and uh, trying to trying to make the best of that. But And um, one employee did say, because we had small children, if our children were starting to get sick or anything, we could jump to the front of the line. We didn't do that, but they offered, and that was nice. That was nice. Okay, we're going on to Cove, which is the gateway to Cork. We didn't make it to Cork. We can't say anything about that. We stuck around Parent in Cove, Hill. which was a, is a beautiful little town, um, and we enjoyed it. It's a very steep uh, hill. And we walked all the way up the hill to get to the cathedral, um, which was gorgeous and uh, and just magnificent in this tiny little town. It was so strange to see such a big cathedral in such a small town. And we decided to continue walking uh, to the Benedictine monk, uh, what is now Nuns. a nunnery. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and they have a little garden there and a, and a, um, and a, a shop. Yeah. And, and we had tea and pastries. And it was just perfect for us. It was really nice and quiet. And we got to avoid the crowds. Um, and we got to be tourists but not be surrounded by tourists, which is a real treat. Yeah, and again, this is World War One history. If you're interested in this, this before it was a nunnery, it was a radar station. Sorry, naval World, World War Two. It oh, was the it was this building where the nunnery is was the um, command headquarters for the U.S. naval fleet in the Channel during World War Two, which is partly because it's such a steep hill and such a great harbor that from that house you can actually see all across the harbor and see the naval ships parked at the various ports throughout the harbor. So that was uh, that was actually kind of a cool spot. Cool spot. Also, if you want to see Royal Princess look tiny, you walk up this hill and look out, and the cathedral will make that thing look small. So FY is all. All right, moving on. Dublin. Okay, but no what? more no more Izzles though. Right? <laughs> that was the last one. <laughs> okay, Dublin. You're, just, you're slowing us Dub- down. Keep Dublin going. was um, a an experience for us. We chose to do an excursion that wasn't through Princess, which my wife, as a travel professional, tells people that they shouldn't often do. The duck tour went fine. Um, good, good crew that we had. They did a great job. Our problem was just expectation management for our children. We took the kids. Duck tour went fine, and it was all downhill after that. Um, and so, really, they just weren't prepared for a long day in in the port city. Um, so that was our fault. So we got to see a little bit of Dublin on a duck tour, and that was it. 
Yeah, of note also, uh, the Princess Excursions Desk, if you have more than four passengers, we'll recommend that you just take a taxi because it will be more direct, faster, and cost you the same amount of money as the Cruise Coordinated Shuttle Bus. Uh, make sure that you know exactly how to tell your taxi driver how to get home if you chose this option because there is a local cruise terminal and you do not want that. You need to go where the cargo bay area is and, um, yeah, anyway, it's painful if you make the wrong, you know, if they take you to the wrong port. Yeah, the, so. the big ships have to park in a really industrial area and our cab driver had no idea how to get there and that was unfortunate. I wish that I had known in advance I could have brought directions to give to him, but we were all at a loss, um, so we wow. we made it all the way to the end of the port and then got stuck in traffic on the way back, yeah. and it was just unfortunate. All the rest of us saw the humongous ship and said, there it is, drive that way. He did not. Anyway, moving on. All right, Liverpool. Liverpool was great. Um, not entirely, but partly because we gave the kids the option, and that day they chose to stay in the kids' club on the ship and not go into the port city. We got to go into Liverpool. And there were a couple great things about Liverpool that day. First of all, it was the last, the final day of the global yacht race. So the, the Clipper ships were just coming Clipper back, ships, yeah. and we got there and got off the ship right as they were doing their sort of pass and review uh, following the, um, the, the race. Um, so we got to see that, which lots of people came out just to see that, and we just happened to be there at the right time. So that was great. Uh, and then as we walked through town, it turns out there was also the um, Liverpool Pride Parade was that day. And I mentioned those things in part to say that those are big events that draw lots of crowds, but we never felt overcrowded. Traffic yes. was ma- Foot traffic was managed extremely well. And everyone was just sort of kind and there was nothing um, overbearing or just, uh, you know, crowds are obnoxious and it wasn't like that at all. Um, so we had a good experience in Liverpool, even though we were kind of the third of three major events showing up in town mm-hmm, that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, and um, the architecture is amazing. There is a humongous cathedral there that if you are a cathedral fan, I don't know that you've seen one like this. It is the Liverpool Cathedral. It is free admission, um, but of course they ask for a donation, and when you get in there, you see what they're maintaining. You understand why, you know, how your money will be used wisely, but... Um, it was this. This one's completed like recently. This was completed. And there's some discrepancy as to you know when it was consecrated versus when it was completed or the last stone was laid. But something between 1984 and 1988 it is a post-war cathedral. So the architecture is very different. Your eye has to travel a long way from the ground towards the ceiling before you get to any intricate details. And I think the word that we're using to describe it is cavernous. 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 Yeah, I think partly because of the long lines, long straight lines before you get to the carvings, it just felt taller, it felt grander, it felt bigger. It is the biggest uh, cathedral in the UK, so so it is big on its own, but it also looked very different from the Gothic style that you see in lots of other places um, from the medieval cathedral. So for us, that was very interesting. Our tour guide, they, they have a tour guide station sort of at the top of the... Um, you can go up the bell tower. We paid a little extra to go up there. And they have an employee who stands up there to answer questions, which I thought was a really nice touch. And he is convinced that the stylistic choices were strictly artistic choices of the day. It, it was started in, in 1924, so um, kind of the Art Deco, Arts and Crafts influences. I am convinced, um, having no qualifications whatsoever to judge, mm. I'm convinced that there's something a little bit political happening there and that it's post-World War One. It's the it's the end of or the beginning of the end of the, the class system as it stood for hundreds of years in the UK. Um, so, so there's something less ornate about this building because it's for everyone. It's not strictly high church. It's um, it's all church. And, and that, to me, seemed um, appropriate for the time period. But I don't know anything, so just guessing. Yeah, but of note, they do have some side, smaller cathedrals. Um, one is dedicated to kind of Christian mothers in your life where they ask you to go and pray for it. Like it was, it was made to reflect Mary, but not necessarily dedicated to Mary. So they have this guide that will take you around. And so one of them is to pray for the women in your life. One of them is kind of they have a, an RAF and military remembrance memorial cathedral where they were actually setting up a service, which is um, – it's – it's quite nice, pretty moving. So that's there and, and a number of other um, memorial cathedrals within the larger, or memorial yeah, chapels, chapels yeah, I memorial should chapels, say, within yeah. the larger cathedral. So take some time if that's your thing. There's a lot to explore there. 
and they do allow photography. And so. for those concerned about stairs, because it's a newer building, you can go all the way to the top of the tower, and it only costs you 100 stairs. There are two lifts that get mm. you, uh, I would say, probably three-quarters of the way, and then there's 108 stairs that take you to the top. So uh, so if you're worried about climbing all the stairs that you would normally climb to get to the top of a bell tower, uh, it's fewer than that, but there are still stairs involved. There are still stairs, and going up, you don't notice it, but you should know that coming down, there is a very M.C. Escher. Is it M.C. Escher? Yeah. Yeah, just Escher type thing happening where you see all these stairs stacked upon each other on the way down where when you were coming up, you were just looking to the entryway that you're trying to get out into the bell tower, but it does get quite dizzying on the way down. So just if you have a problem with heights or that sort of thing, this may not, even though there's an elevator that takes you most of the way there, it, it, it could have some effects on you because we don't have those problems and it was dizzying for us. Yeah, it, it was pretty intense. Again, just cavernous. It, it was just enormous. Mm, good experience, though. All right, babe, let's talk Belfast. Belfast was a good experience for us. Um, I would say the second half of the day went better than the first. We decided mm. to do a hop-on, hop-off on our own outside of the Princess organization. This is not necessarily on our own because it should be noted that Princess did a great job coordinating with the Tourism Authority, and they provided shuttle buses for everyone directly to the Tourist Center, where, where Princess said, go into the Tourist Center, and, and you, they had, these are your you know trusted sources for tours. That, that's so, right, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they have two bus companies there that do hop-on, hop-off. They gave us the maps, gave us their recommendations. We went with the one we thought was best. And you actually get a little bit of a price break going through the Visitor Center rather than the buses themselves. Uh, so anyway, really, it all went fine. One of the things I wanted to do, if you've listened to previous episodes, you might know that I'm a big C.S. Lewis nerd. C.S. Lewis was born in Belfast. Uh, at the time, it was sort of just outside the city. Now it's part of the city. Um, and so recently, just in 2016, the city of Belfast uh, developed what they call C.S. Lewis Square. And it's just a really beautiful space. And there are seven... Um, uh, statues dedicated to one is obviously Lewis, and then there's a number of characters from uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And it was just really nice to see Belfast devote some time and energy to remember um, this literary figure that came out of their city. So we wanted to see that. We did have some trouble with our particular hop on, hop off map. Um, I'm pretty sure I can read a map, and it was not accurate. So we had trouble catching the bus. To their credit, though, we flagged them down at not a real stop. We couldn't find the real stop, decided to go back to the one we knew where it was. And on the way, a bus passed us, and we flagged them down, and they let us on. Uh, I tried to give them the receipt that I thought was the right one. Turns out it was the dry cleaning receipt. And, of course, the tour guide still had the microphone to his lips when he said, No, I don't think I can accept your dry cleaning receipt. So everyone laughed at us, but it was worth it because we got back on the bus. And it worked out really well for us because our tour guide on the first leg was maybe... He was a young man. He was a young man. And there's nothing... I have nothing against being a young man. I because was a young man once. a young man. I was. <laughs> I was. Uh, not long ago. But anyway, um, the really the last three quarters of that tour goes through some of the parts of Belfast that were the most affected by the Troubles um, uh, decades ago. And our second tour guide was probably in his 50s, maybe 60s. And he gave that tour as someone who lived through it and someone who's a native of Belfast and loves his city. And it was really moving to hear him describe the murals, um, what they call the, you know, the peace walls, the gates, the fences, um, and all of that, that that was a part of his life uh, in, in his memory. And that was and what uh, he really wants powerful. for his city and for future generations to learn from what has happened. Yeah. 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 It so was, in the end, Belfast was a really good experience for us. Um, yeah. I wasn't because of that tour guide. Yeah. And, and it was pouring. So you're going to get some rain on this British Isles cruise because that's kind of what happens here. You know, it's going to rain. So bring a rain jacket, bring an umbrella and just bring a backpack, stuff it in there if you're not wearing it. Uh, so we were even on the top level of the of the bus tour, the second half, and, and it was spritzing. We were getting dripped on by the trees, but it was okay. Um, and if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, we kind of did not realize that some of this infighting between the Catholics and the Protestants were still happening. Um, and it's just really eye-opening, and it was I was kind of taken back to think that it, it's still happening and to see these people who, on, a, on in their everyday lives kind of commingle. Um, but then at night they go home to their houses and the gates close and they want the wall up still. They took a survey and it's just like, I don't know. We don't live like that in this, in the States. I mean, I guess we have some problems, but that those two groups of people don't typically fight with each other. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we kind of knew about it, but it was different to experience it and to see it, um, firsthand and, and just how, um, 
divided the city still is. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the way the tour guide put it, I thought was nice. He said, uh, even though we've had peace, we've had peace since the um, the Good Friday Agreement. Um, the fact that we've had peace for all those years doesn't hasn't done anything to the goodwill that the people on one side of, of the fence have toward the people on the other. Um, so so uh, they took a survey, and, and I think he said 70.5% wanted the wall to stay up, that they would feel safer if the wall was up. Um, and that's just really powerful, uh, given yeah. how recent it is. You know, you'd like to think that some of these conflicts are ancient history, and that's not the case in Belfast. Um, and that was, uh, I don't know, that was one of the highlights for me, really, was to be able to experience that. Um, yes, and that there's that still such history. tension, but, like, tourism is good, and people are walking around and touring it, and... You know, it explains why so many of the buildings are boarded up because they were bombed and why so so much of the architecture is new because, you know, they're replacing bombed buildings and they have, you know, some areas that are just bulldozed, clear, flat, and it's no man's land. No one goes there. It's just, anyway, it's to be, really, it's it's worth touring. It's worth taking. So if you get, anyway, you get in the hop on, hop off bus, pick somebody who has a little bit of a track record in the city to get your tour from. It would be worth it. So... Yeah. Nice. All right. Moving nice. on. Greenock slash Glasgow. Once again, didn't make it all the way to Glasgow. We decided to stay in Greenock. Our um, three-year-old, we decided that he's sort of along for the ride, and he does what we tell him, and sometimes he does what his sister tells him, and so we wanted him to be able to do what he wanted to do. So we asked him, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to go to a museum, which to him is a museum that has, has dinosaur bones. Dinosaurs. That's the only museum That's he's interested yeah. in. I want to go to a museum, and I want to go to a park. And so we got half of that done. We found a playground. Uh, in Greenock, we walked into the playground. We left his older sister in the kids club, uh, and he had a great time swinging and um, climbing. climbing and sliding yeah. and doing all the things kids do on a playground. It was a beautiful day. And so that was really good for him, but that meant we didn't get all the way to Glasgow. We did go to the oldest street in Greenock, um, which is the home of their municipal buildings, and it was really just a beautiful little place. And there's a, a restaurant there that was recommended to us called the, the Old, Old Bank, Bank Bar, Bar, which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, and it Beautiful. was a little touristy kind of, yes. you know, not not high-end pub food, but just kind of tourist pub food. But it, it was a beautiful building, and I'm glad we got to see the inside of it. Um, and of note, our server slash bartender uh, also was one of the stars of the show on the ship that night um, when they bring in a local a local crew to do traditional Scottish dancing. So small town, you got to pull double duty. Yeah, she was fantastic. So she did good. Truthfully, yeah. we didn't. We didn't make it to the actual show, but we did watch it on our television on we did. in the room later yeah. on, and she did good. Now, one of the highlights for me was actually in Greenock because Joey said after lunch and after we took him to the fire, they have a fire brigade museum, which is really interesting about, um, you know, it t- goes into some of the other cities that were bombed besides Coventry and all these other places during World War II, during the Blitz. And this little fire brigade was responsible for putting out the fires for a lot of these other cities. So it has a lot of his- history there, has some interesting firemen's murals, and it has a lot of old equipment, horse-drawn stuff. You can try on a lot of the uh, old gear. It's really interesting. Uh, but that, you know, that, that didn't do it for Joey because there were no dinosaurs there. And the only dog there was stuffed. So that wasn't cool for him. So he said, can I go back to children's programming? And we said, of course. And then we went out and decided that we wanted to go back off the ship and just get whatever we could out of the city with the time we had left, which was just about an hour and a half. And one thing that Princess does is they operate or they have, yeah, I guess they contract with the city, someone to come coordinate taxis. And you can hire a taxi driver for 35 pounds. Yes? Uh, where were we? Euro? Was it? No, yeah, where, where were we? No, 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 no. Greenock. Greenock to Scotland. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it was so 35 pounds, pounds. British pounds, right. For the hour, and he'll take you wherever you want to go. Or, as we said, we don't know where we want to go. Are you local? He said yes, of about 30 years. Prior to that, he was touring with all kinds of rock bands, had kind of an impressive drumming history. But he said, I love this town, and I'll show you around. So he took us to the castle, which was nice. And then he said, what, what are you interested in? We said, we love the country. We love the lowlands. We love the highlands. We want to explore more. And this guy just, I mean, it was not off-roading, but I thought, this is where if I live through this, I'm going to have to tell the listeners that I didn't take my own advice and hire a princess excursion because we're about to get murdered off in this lowlands of Scotland. <laughs> yeah, there, there were plenty of places to bury us out there, but it, it was gorgeous. It, um, it turned out he was a fantastic local tour guide and just took us to some of the most scenic and picturesque off the beaten path places. And it was a fantastic hour and shared his 
personal story, his personal politics, not aggressively, but very passionately. And it was really nice. Yeah. And not unlike the tour guide. I mean, it's very different because he's a cab driver and not a tour guide. But we got to hear his perspective on Scottish independence from a guy who just loves Scotland and wants what's best for the Scottish people. And mm. I have never had that experience before. So that was that was a really nice way to kind of get to know at least one side of um, of uh, a mm. political issue in Scotland. So it was it was genuine and, and authentic and really enjoyable. Um, one of the highlights as he's whipping around this, it's a two-lane road. You would think it's one in lane. In the U.S., it would be a one-lane one road. One lane, yes. And there was this goat standing right in the middle With of the road. Girlfriend. And he comes whipping around, and this goat, like, picks up his head and stares us down. And honestly, I don't know, like, we might have to just pull a U-turn and get out of here because the goat looks pretty obstinate. And the cab driver said, yep, that's a Scottish goat right there. And uh, when he picked his head up, we saw that he was already missing one horn because he had tangled with too many vehicles in the past. And eventually, once we got within a few feet, he scampered off. But, uh, but yeah, we almost had a legitimate full-on run-in with a Scottish goat. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure who would have won, to be honest. Yeah, but and like, but it wasn't a scamper. It was a cocky, I will get out of the road on my own time. Yeah, Sorry. he didn't. Yeah, yeah. sorry. No Scottish scamper. goats don't scamper. They That's don't scamper. True. Yeah. Okay, babe. Let's, well, okay, so let's talk about sea days. We, next, we had a sea day. Yeah, to talk about sea days is to talk about the boat. Uh, well, yes. so the scenery in Scotland is beautiful, as you might imagine. Yes, um, everything you imagine. All, all we can say is that it's beautiful. It doesn't matter what back. side of the ship you're on. It yep. was beautiful on both sides. Um, the ship is big, and it has a lot of people. And on sea days, all the people are on the boat, and so we saw them all. Uh, the kids love swimming in the pool. We try to do that at, le- at least once a day. Mm-hmm. That was the goal anyway, and we did okay. Um, to be honest, I... Because we're coming off the Queen Mary experience from last summer, and you can check out those episodes if you're interested, I felt like that ship, it only had about half the number of passengers, Mm -hmm. and there were lots of places on that ship that were almost designed for quiet and solitude and peace and rest, and this ship was not that way. I felt like the ship was designed to provide stimulus for every minute of the day, right? So so you want to go sit out on the pool deck? Okay, you're going to sit out on the pool deck with a very expensive sound system. And watch a movie on the big screen, whether you like it or not. To, to be fair, toward the end, we found a couple of spots that were quieter. Uh, but it just depends on what you're into. With the kids, it was fine. It was great to sit out there and you know watch Coco on the big screen while we swim in the pool. That was fine. Uh, but there were a few times that I would have preferred some some sort of independent yeah. time, not surrounded by hundreds of people, and that was hard to find. Well, and, and to note, there is the sanctuary, which is well, the retreat. Sanctuary was beyond that. But, you know, they were there, but they're still within very close earshot of the very loudspeakers from the the outdoor television, which, you know, movie screen, which is fantastic if you're sitting there watching the movie. It's it's a wonderful experience for that. But when you're trying to, you know, have a conversation or just have some quiet time or, say, try to record an episode like this twice... There's not a quiet place really to be had. I mean, possibly if you had a lower stateroom away from the television, that might be possible. I mean, to be fair, I think our stateroom was pretty quiet. Our, we had a balcony, and it, it was pretty quiet. Um, and I don't, I don't really have complaints about that. I just mean there were times that the kids were in kids' club, and I wanted to go sit and read or sit and try to work. I mean, not real work because I was on vacation, you know, but the work you do mm. when you're on vacation, mm-hmm. that kind of work, yes. the fun work. Um, and I had a hard time finding a place. There are some great restaurants around the main lobby area on decks five to seven. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go to one of these places. I'm going to get a drink and I'm going to sit by the window and watch the ocean go by. But in that main lobby area, they have a band on the fifth floor that's playing generally really um, well-known like wedding music. You know what I'm talking about? Like the songs everybody knows. Yeah, those are the songs. And it was really loud and uh, and just not uh, and not peaceful. And so again, it just depends on what you're into. I don't want to try to bag on the ship. I'm just saying, know what you're getting into <laughs> Lots before of you go. Lots people were into it. Yeah, yeah. everybody loved it. Um, okay, maybe for me. Yeah. All right. Now I did spend some time in the spa. It is actually quite large, the Lotus Spa. And um, honestly, I was I was uh, having my armpits waxed. But I'll tell you what, the smell and the atmosphere was so lovely that I was ready to nap. So. Um, if you're looking for spa services, I also had my hair cut on the ship. They do a fantastic job, and those gals just really are, are wonderful there. So, uh, And, of course, all throughout your ship uh, time, they're going to be putting kind of letters in your mailbox that say, this is our promotion for the day, uh, a great thing to do if you have a sea day and you have some time to kill. 
Um, what else we talk about? We should talk about the outdoor movie theater or movie, you know, kind of scenario. Well, so we tried once with the kids to actually go watch the movie. It was Black Panther. We had seen it before, so we kind of knew that it was age-appropriate for the kids. Uh, But it was a windy day, and it had rained recently. So we tried first finding dry seats, which were under an overhang. But, of course, they were in the shade, and it was cold. So then we found wet seats and dried them off. And that worked out okay, but it was still windy. And we made it through about half the movie before our kids wanted to just move on to other things. So we never actually sat out there and watched an entire movie. But again, if you don't have little kids, then that might be perfect for you because there were really nice evenings that uh, that someone could sit out there for two hours and be perfectly happy. They have popcorn out there, uh, you know, blankets. complimentary, and yeah, you can nice check out blankets. blankets. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really well set up if, if that's what you're into. It's just a question of whether that's what you're into. Yep. One thing we should mention, though, is that the way the schedule worked out, there was a formal night on a um, port day, and then the second formal night was on the second sea day. And that day was really busy for dinner, and that threw us for a loop with the kids. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The original plan was to take the kids to formal dinner because they wanted to. We we're going to get them dressed up and get some good pictures and all that. And we'll just get through dinner early and because we had any time seating, uh, which uh, Princess offers. And I'm sure you can read more about that on the website. But the idea is rather than having a fixed seating time, you can go whenever you want. So we thought, okay, we'll go early, get the kids fed, and then get them off to kids' club, change clothes, get them off to kids' club. Well, we got down there, and there was a line maybe – 50 people long just to get a pager just to find out when your table would be ready so it wasn't any time it was any time sort of but now um that particular evening but it's because it was a sea day so everybody's on board and everyone had time and it was formal night and so it was something people had planned for in advance and this is something they wanted to do now the bummer for us was they gave us the pager and told us it would be an hour so we planned for that and started to execute accordingly and the buzzer went off 30 minutes into that so we ended up sitting at dinner with two well-dressed adults a extremely well-dressed six-year-old Princess. and then a little boy in an oversized t-shirt that he colored himself um, who just really wanted to go to <laughs> the kids, kids club. club. So, yes. Yeah, so they, they got to have an appetizer and then we took him up to kids club. So it didn't work out exactly as planned and if we had it to do again, we just would have gone down much, much earlier to, mm-hmm. um, to get a pager for dinner. But the CDs also have a lot of great things like they have watercolor sessions, there's bingo, the casino runs things, there's lots of shopping to do. There's of course the you know, the boutiques and the spa and uh there's lecture series on like the local things that are coming up the next day. And um really there's there's a lot to do. So you will not be bored on this ship. Yeah, boredom was not the problem. I, yeah. As I have said, I would have preferred fewer events, less noise. Less on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, boredom wasn't the problem. Okay. I'm an old man. Let's move on. He's an old man. Move on. All right. We are moving on to Inver Gordon. And Inver Gordon is the gateway to Inverness. Again, it is a deeper port because Princess, Royal Princess, is a huge ship and it cannot get under the first of a series of three bridges that lead into this waterway. So, Joe, let's talk Inverness. Go. Uh, Inverness, we had a scheduled princess excursion with the kids to take a bus to get on a boat to go on to Loch Ness and look for the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, We didn't find her or or him. I'm not really sure. Um, Did they say her? Did they say her? We didn't find her. We didn't really expect to, but our kids did. Yeah, they did. Um, And so when we got back to the ship, we found something floating in the water and we... All pretended... No, I mean, we all believed. We, we all, all believed. believed that it was the top of a face of a dinosaur-like monster that usually lives in Loch Ness. And that and it was, was awesome. good enough for Joey. But anyway, it was a good experience. Um, I'm very surprised to find that my son, my three-year-old, says that that was the highlight of his trip, was going on a tour and going on a boat onto the Loch Ness. Um, <laughs> because it was really, lots of it was boring. Um, now, I say that for at the three-year-old level. For us, being on the tour bus with the tour guide, hearing about the Highlands of Scotland, the history, the, um, the, the various lairs, yeah. and, and just driving through was really pretty pleasant. Uh, and uh, it was about, how long was the drive, would you say? Hour, hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. And so we did, so it was uh, taking the boat on the lock, but then also um, going to Inverness, the only downside I would say is that we had so little time at each spot. Um, so in the actual city of Inverness, which is 
really, I think the biggest city in, in Northern Scotland, we only had 40 minutes, which is not enough time to do all the things. So we decided to spend some time in the, um, Episcopal church there, partly because of its ties to the United States. And you can look that up on the interwebs and if you want. there's a big American flag there. So we said, Hey, yeah, we need to figure America. out why there's an American flag there. And we enjoyed that and it was great. But then by the time we got toward the castle, we ran out of time and had to, had to circle back. So I kind of wish there had been more time, but otherwise, uh, that was a good experience. Um, the boat on the lake is exactly what you would expect. Uh, there were maybe a hundred people on the boat. It's pretty good size. Um, they serve coffee and snacks and, you know, um, yeah, there's a full Costa coffee shop on the boat. So yeah, yeah. it's sort of nominally, you know, Loch Ness and all the mythology there, but, um, but it was a good opportunity to hear about the history of the Highlands of Scotland and specifically, uh, the relationship between the Scottish and the English in the 18th century. Uh, so that was good for us. Yeah, and of note, we would have had more time in Invergordon because we lost two passengers on our on our bus. So That's we sat true. there for about yeah. 25 minutes trying to find these people. Uh, as it turns out, they accidentally got onto a different Princess cruise ship um, itinerary bus and, and went home. And kind of shame on that director, that you know, that escort, because he should have been counting to say how many people were supposed to be on this bus because. Um, Ours was counting and counting. He might have counted 10 times and just losing his mind that he was about to leave these people and finally got permission from Princess to go back to the ship because we were all going to be late for departure. Uh, as it turns out, we did not leave anyone. They had, in fact, gotten on an additional tour and were accounted for. But um, I don't know if that means that two other people were left by that bus because they had the right head count. I don't know. But anyway, Princess will do their best to account for you if you get on one of their excursions, and the boat will not leave without you because that's the contract. So, And at the end of the day, it wasn't a safety issue. They, even if they had missed the bus, they could have taken a cab. It just would have been pricey. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to South Queen's Ferry. What are we talking about here? South Queen's Ferry. I think we're going to Edinburgh yeah. Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah, so again, we couldn't get into Edinburgh because it's sort of inland, but we land in South Queen's Ferry. Uh, this is another place we had to tender in. Um, it's kind of a cool tender because there's a really neat train bridge there if you're into that. But um, but for us, it just meant a lot of time because by the time we get the kids to kids club, then tender, then we had to wait on the bus, then take the bus, then get to Edinburgh. We we had lost like two hours um, from the time we dropped the kids off to the time we got Which to the Everyone's city doing that minus the kids stuff. Everybody has to do that same time suck minus the dropping the yeah, kids off. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying for even, even abstracting from the kids, it took two hours to get from off the ship into city center and that's just the nature of the port so one thing you might consider if you want to see these cities is uh find a smaller cruise ship that can get into some of the smaller ports um, yep. this is a big ship uh, and so we had to had to take a week to get anyway once we got into edinburgh we really liked it we didn't have anything scheduled or planned we did it just couldn't work out you if you listen to a past episode, you'll hear an episode with a guy called the Castle Hunter. His name is David Weinsock, and he is a castle and kind of Edinburgh, Scotland uh, historian. But by the time he could meet up, when we uh, found out what time we needed to be back for the children's programming, we couldn't meet up anymore. So the plan was to meet up for, with him and take a tour of the city, but it didn't work out. So um, Yeah, sorry. We, yeah. we tried that out, and it didn't work out. I should mention that every city we go into without the kids we had to be back on the ship by five to pick our kids up so if you aren't traveling with children lots of these cities uh you'll have more time yeah and some of them o'clock. we had to be back at five yeah. thirty for for uh just to move on to the next port but some of them were much later there was one that was nine thirty p.m but that's just not our style because we have little kids it's it's a mom and dad life over here yeah. which mom is mom. great and we love it the point is we didn't have any <laughs> um um, excursions planned for Edinburgh. So we were kind of on our own and just enjoyed the city. It was my first time there. I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful city. I can't wait to go back. We did venture up the hill to the castle. Um, this is an odd time of year for them because it's the uh, Royal Military Tattoo uh, at the Edinburgh Castle for the next three weeks. And we got there the day of their opening night dress rehearsal. And so it was just kicking off. It was packed. And there were lots of people in town for that. So right as we get to the top, and keep in mind, we did the kid thing and then the tender and the bus thing. And, of course, then we had to get coffees. And then we started walking and we meandered up the hill. If we had raced up there, it would have been different. But right as we got to the top of the hill, we're about to enter the ca- we're about to storm the castle. And then the guy dragged out the sign that said they were sold out of castle tickets. So we didn't get to go into the castle, didn't get to see the tattoo, but that's okay. Because with but, the amount of time we had there, if we had gone into the castle, we would have wanted to spend the whole day there. And yeah. we wouldn't have gotten to see anything else. So Of it note, it's okay. also the Fringe Festival, which is an art uh, kind of art display and performance festival. So if you're into weird things, weird art 
I mean, I guess people that are participating probably don't think they're weird, but there were some unique ones. But there's a lot of improv art. There's a lot of performances right now, a lot of theater happening, a lot of art installations in the city for this uh, Fringe Festival, which is sponsored by Virgin. Yeah, also lots of American kids in town to put on shows in Edinburgh, it looked like. Yes. Lots of Americans. Lots of really Americans. Sure. Um, explain that. Yeah, but anyway, Edinburgh, it... That it has tons and tons of architecture to look at. It wasn't bombed, and everything's preserved. So if that's your thing, yeah, it was go just beautiful. It. And and the way the city shaped with the hills and the ravine right in the middle where the train station is, there were opportunities, lots of opportunities to just look out at the the sort of vista of um, what looked like mostly 17th, 18th century architecture, which was just great. Um, it's I feel like we haven't seen a lot of examples like that. And mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of fun. So wear definitely recommend. Yeah, wear sneakers. A lot of walking, a lot of hills, a lot, a lot of cobblestones, but that's part of the charm. Uh, we also went into the National Gallery. Yep. Um, there was kind of the free side and then the paid um, temporary exhibit side. They had a Rembrandt exhibit, and we just didn't have time to go to that, so we went to our It's so much bigger the, than you uh, think it is. You need to allow yourself it, time. Yeah, it, it was pretty big. I Amazing wish we art. had yeah. moved on more quickly um, from where we started. But anyway, it was great, and it was uh, no cost, and it was just a really good experience. So love Edinburgh. Looking forward to going back. Okay, and bro, done. Oh, we should say that we went to a restaurant to eat for lunch, and their menu item, their specialty was haggis, and we were not planning on ordering that, but at least five people came in to ask for the haggis, but the haggis is not done until 1 o'clock every day because it's a slow cook, and it's their most popular item. So people actually do eat this, and um, you can get it. Where were we? The the activist? The ad- advocate. The advocate, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a good place to get it, and that's right downtown. Uh, all right, let's move on to, okay, we, are, we had another Second C-Day. Second C-Day, you've heard about that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and um, I guess there's not much else to talk about C-Days. No, I think we covered it. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Le Havre, which is, this is, this is the itinerary, this is the point in the itinerary that we were most excited about because Le Havre is actually where you would uh, park the boat in order to go to... Normandy. Normandy. Or Paris. So there were excursions to Normandy, but there were also excursions to Paris and the Louvre and driving tours and things like that. We went to Normandy because we had not been. uh, And there were were different um, excursions that you could select to see either the American or British beaches. Was there a Canadian beach option? Yes, Canadian beaches. Okay, so you could go go see the Canadian beach at Juneau also. Um, So... You know, we're Americans, and we are interested in history, and we're interested in the U.S. military, and so Normandy is, is a bucket list thing for us. Uh, and, and overall, it was a really good experience. Um, we could kind of uh, split hairs over some things we wish we could have seen better, uh, or they could have done better, but, um, but it was a really great experience, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad we did it. Uh, this was a long day. It was an 11-hour excursion, which meant we needed special arrangements with the kids' club to watch our kids. It didn't cost us anything. Mm-hmm. They're contracted to, to make sure that the kids are cared for during uh, princess excursions. Uh, but we just had to arrange it in advance. And the kids' club folks were fantastic. And Got there we early, just, were gracious with our kids. Yeah, and them. they loved them. And, yeah. and we, we had a really good experience with the kids' club workers. So that was great. Um, we got on the buses. Uh, we, we drove out. We ended up seeing um, Point de Hoc, which is uh, where the 2nd Ranger Battalion landed, right in between the two American beaches, um, Utah and Omaha. Then we went to Omaha Beach, saw the beach, saw the memorials there. Um, there's two. One is more original, and then one was for the anniversary. 50th and 60th anniversaries. And then um, from there, we went to the museum. No, from there, we went to the American lunch. Cemetery. Well, yeah, sorry, lunch was in there, too. We also did the American Cemetery, and then we did a museum that was still on Omaha Beach. So we didn't see Utah Beach. We saw Omaha Beach, but we saw it extensively and saw a few different spots. And and that was absolutely worth it. Um, mm-hmm. Even if I had hated the rest of the cruise, which I didn't, that would have made the whole trip worth it. Um, it was a really good experience. Some things that were interesting to me is that we all booked through Princess, so you would expect, I would expect that all of the experiences were more or less the same, but our tour guide provided a tour while on the bus, but then as soon as we stepped off the bus, he was hands off and let us do our own thing. Um, And there's pluses or minuses to both, but but they are different. We saw another uh, tour bus tour guide. Through the same excursion. So people who booked the exact same excursion we did, they just showed they up five minutes earlier. We were bus 19. We were bus 20. Yeah, they, their tour guide actually provided um, a tour site. in the cemetery on the beaches. And so we actually kind of tagged along for some of what he was doing because uh, it was nice to learn what he had to offer. Yeah. Um, and so so pluses and minuses, it was nice to have the sort of time to, to do our own thing. And 
again, I, I'm interested in quiet reflection from time to time, especially on days like that. Um, but it was also nice to have some of the historical background that the other tour guide provided. So um, not that you can control any of that. It just depends on what time you show up. Um, that's what bus you're going to be on. Yep. But it was interesting to me that they weren't really the same product that we were getting across buses. Yeah. Um, and also, they do ask you to take your passport when you go into France. So remember that. We didn't end up needing it. Uh, maybe it was just an exercise for silly Americans to participate in. But anyway, you're going to need But they that. did. The, the tour, or sorry, the um, the princess crew had to turn people away to go get their passports and come back down and then mm-hmm. subsequently get on a later bus. Um, so they were turning people away if you didn't have your passport. We brought them, didn't end up showing them to anyone, but you had to have them. Yep. And just for your future FYI, uh, next year is the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings and there will be special ceremonies. There's a parade that I've read about and we plan on going back for that. I posted that on Twitter. If you don't know my handle, it's Chapa Travel. Please follow uh, me and have some dialogue there. That would be fantastic. And through a tweet saying, hey, we're going to try to hit up this 75th anniversary of D-Day. Uh, is anyone else going? We already have 14 people that want to participate in something. So um, if you're interested in that, I mean, you need to plan now because it's going, it, these are tiny towns that surround these beaches and um, accommodations are going to go quickly, I imagine. Uh, so just an FYI on that. And then that's going to bring us back to Southampton, which is where we got off the boat today. That's right. I can't believe that was today. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. But before we get off, uh, a couple of things we should talk about is dress code. We yeah, so dress code. the dress code, again, we're coming off the Queen Mary experience last summer where the dress code was a little elevated. I think the dress codes are pretty They're similar. similar. But it's just enforcement. on Queen Mary, people actually submitted to the code. Yeah. And on this um, Royal Princess experience, there were a lot, there was a lot of fudging of the dress code, which um, is fine, I guess, but I didn't love it. I would have preferred... That we a code is something one sticks to. I would think he was silently judging you. I would, yeah. I was, I was judging you. If you were the guy that was wearing a polo shirt on, you know, casual night. Casual night is defined as gentlemen should wear trousers with an open collar. That's an open collar of a shirt. Um, so you know, I thought that was sort of assumed in the dress code. Anyway, it was it was very different um, from what we experienced last time. If you want casual, this is great. Just by way of rumors, we'll throw some rumors at you. We did uh, meet a, a very nice Australian couple who had been on multiple um, princess cruises, and they said this is the most casual they had ever seen it. Yes. Um, other ships hadn't been like this, or other itineraries. So, so I don't really know how to explain that. I, I will say though that. Um, that I think I would prefer. I, it's fun. We enjoy getting dressed up and going to dinner, partly because when we go on these cruises, we have so much built-in babysitting that we don't have in real life. So you got to just take advantage of it and wear a bow tie. That's what I say. And I have some dresses I want to wear. Right? Yeah. And so it's odd to like show up. The first formal dinner, I was wearing my tux. That's right. I bought a tux. I bought a tux. <laughs> and I wore it on this boat. And I sat next to an 84-year-old gentleman named Jim who was awesome. And we got along great. But he made fun of me a little bit for having a tux and for wearing it on formal night. Yes. And that was the level of formal wear. Uh, but whatever, he's 84. He can wear what he wants. I'm not talking about him. If he wants to wear a polo shirt, he can wear a polo shirt. I'm talking he about. He probably forgot it was formal night because he was calling his wife. What's her what's name? What's her name? He, I, I never learned his wife's <laughs> name. I only heard what's her name. They're madly in love. I can tell you, she's saved his life twice. Um, Jim, if you're listening, I remember that whole conversation. And he was dressed very nicely. Just he not was. In the tux. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. That's formal night. Ladies, you know, you're going to wear a gown on formal night. I think that the, the difference also is largely dependent on whether you have the set time for dining or if you have any time dining. And I think the people who want more of a, a formal dress code are probably the ones that are going to formal dinner times. And we were not in that uh, bracket because we needed to have some flexibility for the children. Keep in mind, the buffet is 24 hours. It is a really great buffet. There's lots to choose from there. So if you don't want to participate in formal night, uh, just opt out and go to the buffet because there's always something fantastic happening there. Uh, I think we should also talk about the coffee cards. We opted to buy the coffee cards early, which if you pre-book your coffee card must be done more than three days in advance, three days ahead of time, you will not be able to do it. But you will get 24 beverages during the course of your trip, which is double what you can purchase on board at the same price. And that means you can get specialty drinks at one of the coffee places, um, all your espresso beverages, cappuccinos, all those sort of things, lattes. Um, at, you know, essentially it's a punch card, but it's on your 
you're on your room card. Yeah, I'm not sure that we took full advantage of that because we both ended up with extra coffees on our cards. Yeah. And I'm okay with diner coffee, uh, and the coffee in the buffet wasn't terrible. So just in the morning, instead of sneaking up and trying to get coffees from the buffet, which is what I would have done last time, I went to the coffee place and got good coffees and brought yeah. them back. But, um, but yeah, I'm not sure that I would do that again. I'm not, I'm not I sure. I mean, we used more than half of them, and it was $25 a piece, and we, I mean, I think it was worth it. My opinion is that was yeah. worth it. The alcohol package for us would not have been as worth it because we just, you know, we, we, we're parenting. We need to be sober for, for some of the portion of the trip. You know, it's important. Someday, though. Someday. 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 Margaritas. Yeah. yeah. Don okay. Julio margaritas. That's right. Um, and then also we should talk about, oh, I missed, I lost it in my brain. Oh, um, I don't know. Tip your servers. Write your recommendation cards. It matters. And, um. Well, let's just talk about that one bar that, whose name I don't even know. Um, it's called Princess sort of, Live at Sea. Oh, yeah, because it's right outside the Princess Live studio, I guess. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I liked is that the bartenders and servers tended to work in the same place every day. Um, and so there was one bar in particular that we just kind of liked, and um, it was one of the quiet places to sit. So uh, we got to know them, and they got to know our drink orders. And, and they, they said hi to us every time we saw them, and they were yeah. just really great and gracious. And they conveniently served both alcohol and espresso drinks, depending on the time of day. Yes. Um, so we just found ourselves there quite a bit. Um, and it was, uh, it was really nice. Yes, and they spoiled our children. There's pictures of the fantastic-looking virgin daiquiris that they served my children to sugar them up and yeah, treat with them. with, like, more fruit than a rim of a glass should be able to support yes which my daughter liked my son was afraid of but that's their personalities right there (laughs) uh anything else we should talk about babe i don't think so disembarkation uh, i mean that's it was standard it It was it was perfect yeah it was a really good experience it was great to have an itinerary where there was so much stuff crammed in um we got to see a lot in the 12 days that we were on the cruise um so really keywords there are so much stuff crammed in this is a busy itinerary if you're someone who likes to go 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 this is a good itinerary for you yeah yeah i i uh i have good things to say about the experience overall about the itinerary about the locations I, i think we got kind of lucky with weather I can yes. imagine this going very differently if it had rained every time we tried to go outside. But it seemed like for us, every time we walked off the boat, it kind of stopped raining and we got some dry weather and that was um, that was nice. Yeah. Experiences may vary. And I think that's going to wrap it up. If you have questions about that, feel free to chime in, social media, email. Um, the listener feedback line is up. We, we post, we'd be happy to send you pictures or give you more detailed information if you have interest in that. And, um, of course, uh, any feedback is good. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, we're going to call it a night. Thanks, babe, for joining. Happy to be here. Thanks for trying the third time. Yeah. Hey, third time to try. That's right. All right. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying good Good night. night. Oh, you got on there, too.